Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Your host, Paul, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and the brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, now available on Audible. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to today's program. There's been a big trend in the industry. Folks are buying a bunch of land and uh, building their dream shops and just uh, getting some animals sometimes and, and just building a house on the land. And today's guest, the Stony Ridge farmer, Joshua Sutton, is going to share the story of how he accumulated a massive amount of acreage, sold some of it off, but has a huge farm on this property, takes care of a bunch of animals, actually documents it on the YouTube you're a YouTube star, over 500,000 YouTube subscribers and counting. Uh, Sean Spencer is going to be joining us as well. Spencer Lawn Care on the YouTube. Sean came out to me. He's like, Paul, you got to interview the Stony Ridge farmer. So here we are. I'll just make sure to hit record. Yep, we're good to go. Uh, thank you to our show sponsors, GPS Track It and Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. Enjoy our conversation with the Stony Ridge farmer. Stony Ridge in North Carolina, is that correct? Yeah, Stony Ridge Farm. So first generation farm uh, right in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina. And uh, our co-host today, you guys know him, Sean Spencer from Spencer Lawn Care, Canton, Ohio. What's up, guys? I'm just chiming in. O-H-I-O. <laughs> Sorry, you got me right when I was taking a drink. There you go. And so, uh, Josh, tell us a little bit about your story, because you have a very unique story. You're telling me a little bit about it on the bus that you whipped out a camera and mowed the grass, and here you are, uh, hundreds of thousands of subscribers later. Yeah, so I started the YouTube channel kind of by accident uh, on the Stony Ridge Farm. One day, I walked out. This this was a brainchild that had started years before. I'd started... Uh, doing a little bit of urban farming. I had some honeybees in the middle of the city. I was on a third of an acre. Is this your uh, film here? I don't know. Is there a film? Well, there. we got some bees uh, chiming. Yeah, there's some honeybees. Yeah, some urban bees. Talk uh, about being at the right place at yeah. the right time. So <laughs> Good job, Naylor. We had urban honeybees. Honeybees are very yeah. gentle. but when this <laughs> <laughs> honeybees, Country honeybees are not very gentle. Okay. <laughs> they will light you up. Uh, I'll tell you. Remind me later. I'll tell you a bee story. But, uh, yeah, I started to... Uh, shooting videos on on the stony ridge farm went out to work on my tractor one day and decided that uh i'd shoot a video people want to know what i'm doing here people want to know how i'm doing this so i uh by trade you were a nurse yep so by trade uh well many a thing so i'm an air force veteran went in the air force right out of high school thank you for your service yeah i I did it uh, i did it to grow up i grew up in small town virginia a little town called martinsville virginia if anybody's a nascar fan it's a there's a racetrack there that's about the only time the town has any population and uh so I grew up there in Martinsville, Virginia, and I knew I was kind of going down a path that wasn't so good. So I uh, went in the Air Force, was an electrician in the Air Force for four years, got out, started working part-time uh, before I got out building fences and working with a guy that did warranty work for a, a local construction company and decided I was going to start a handyman business. So there was a need for folks to... Uh, um, Thank you. We got some, we got a delivery, got special water. delivery yeah, here. Absolutely. Thank you, so, Sean. <laughs> there was a, a need. 
a total need. You're, you're, you're stuck to be dry here, man. I charged you 20 bucks for a picture. <laughs> I know. I was a thousand bucks for the water. You. Oh, okay. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> this is an entrepreneur's out. entrepreneur, man. I can't even get a. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Josh. <laughs> I told him, I said, go down to the desk. I bet you they'll give you water. And, uh, all of a sudden, an older Indian lady shows up with water like a guru from yeah, Medicine Woman just showed up and gave you some water. It was pretty awesome. So Minneapolis Medicine Woman just hooked you up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway, started working on tractors and stuff like that, started shooting videos. Uh, I reached out to a fellow YouTuber um, that uh, I, I wasn't really a YouTuber at that time, but I reached out to uh, a guy named Cody, uh, otherwise known as Wrangler Star, uh, on YouTube. Reached okay. out to him. He's big time, big guy. He's got about 1.7 million followers now. At that point, he had about the same amount of followers that I have. I've got about 580,000. And... Um, he he called me right up and said, "Hey man, what what's going on here? Uh, I hear you want to start a YouTube channel." So I I emailed him. I said, "What do I need to do? I need like three t- pro tips, dude. What do I need to do?" And the first thing everybody uh, says in social media is like, "Hey man, what kind of camera do you use, bro? You know, that doesn't matter." He's like, "You can do it with anything. He's, it's, you have to be. Your heart has to be in it. Your personality has to be in it." And and uh, I thought, well, you know, I I'd had a history and. Air Force history, uh, supervisor history in the Air Force, owned my own business, bought rental properties back in the day when I was probably 21, 22, 23 years old. I had enough rental property where I didn't have to work. Went back to school, started getting, uh, I started in pre-med, bridged over into nursing. My sister was a registered nurse. She said, I'm making $50 an hour as a nurse in California. They're paying for my uh, lodging. Well, that sounds cool found out that I like people. I just like people. I like helping people. I like teaching people. I like, you know, helping people grow. Um, No matter what stage in life they are, if they're, uh, they could be 80 years old and living in a nursing home or, and making them happy versus, you know, 25 years old and dreaming of owning a farm. Mm -hmm. So I worked as a registered nurse for uh, about 13 years, and I started the YouTube channel working on the farm. Uh, What year did you start the YouTube channel? Back in 20, I'm going to say it's 2017. It's been about five years or so, 2017, 2019, Yeah, been about five years. Uh, and I uh, started the channel, shot my first video working on the tractor, and uh, went from there to talking to Wrangler Star. Got a few pro tips, nothing special. Dedicate yourself, get ready, because you're not going to make any money, and you're going to work your butt off. You're going to work 50, 60 hours a week, and there's going to be no return whatsoever. And uh, that was three videos into it, and I'm in uh, video in like 960-something now. Wow. So. How many do you have, Sean? Mm, You've been at it since... 1,300. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. It's so much work. People don't realize how much work goes into, you know, the filming of it. It's an all-day thing because it's what you're doing all day. And then the editing part of it, you know, three to five hours per video, depending on, on Do you what do you your do. own editing, or do you have a team, or...? Um, I did my own editing up until January, February this year, and I got COVID. Uh, I had COVID, really nasty case of COVID. I was down, and it was just me, and it was me and my cows on, on the farm. By that time, wow. uh, we I built the farm up enough to where I had uh, about 18 to 24 cows, and I had to go out and feed the cows and take care of the animals, despite how sick I was. I had to drag myself out, and I realized then and there, like, and I was shooting a lot of live stream at that time because I just couldn't do a, an edited video. And I realized, 
Josh, you need some help. You're going to have to have some help if you're going to make this and, and continue to grow it and make it successful. I need farm help. And I need editing help. So uh, uh, hired an editor, great guy, nice guy, local guy, IT guy, smart guy. And he's got the special personality that it takes to sit in front of a computer and look at it for hours and hours and hours. So awesome. That's fantastic. So uh, tell us a little bit about your day now. Are you are you still manning the farm and filming the YouTube? Or are you all, doing all YouTube? Or, I mean, 500,000 subscribers, that's, that's a lot yeah yeah that puts pressure on you and like like the next one better be better and the next one better be better than the next one i mean yeah do you ever notice the algorithm if you take time off or you don't do something the algorithm messes with you or oh yeah yeah it'll it'll bite you it'll bite you in the boo-boo real quick so uh uh traveled last week uh went to missouri to uh, another youtuber's place greg judy uh to an advanced grazing school for our, my cattle uh to learn about how to graze my cattle and how to grow my farm and uh not not only how to grow my farm and how to grow my soil on the farm, which is very, very important, especially even in the lawn care uh, genre of, uh, of video creators or podcasts or whatever, you know, it, start, it all starts with the soil. You know, your grass starts with your soil. Your food starts with your soil. Everything starts with the soil. So went out there um, last week and again, shot two videos typically i'm four to five videos a week so i got kind of burnt i got uh my my view count went down and you know you got to be on it you can't you can't just leave it alone it just it, it perpetuates itself so produce five videos a week continues to grow produce two videos a week get stagnant okay sean you're at five a week still right five to six a week typically but, depending on you know what the kids have going on with school and everything yeah this is fun hanging out with you YouTubers, man. <laughs> hey, to fill them in a little bit, though, when I said 1,300 videos, you know, I've been doing it since 14, so about three more years than Josh over here, so, and, you know, took a year or two off here or there. <laughs> yeah. Only thing I regret is not starting it earlier. I should have started it earlier when I, when I got the camera. The first time uh, I had the camera, I shot some video. My first YouTube handle was something like Booger. Or a boogar, boogar, uh, an odd way to spell booger. <laughs> but I, I was just like, well, I'll just shoot some videos of the bees. And I've got some honeybee videos from way back, but it's it's none of, uh, none of what the Stony Ridge farmer is now on YouTube. How many acres is this farm? Uh, started out uh, at 60 acres. And oh, it's an interesting story here. So as a nurse, I worked in the intensive care unit, and I took care of a gentleman. His name was Clyde. Clyde uh, was an elderly man, and he had open-heart surgery. Clyde's no longer with us. Very wonderful man. Uh, spent a lot of time with him, even after I bought my property. And I asked Clyde. I, he was from close to where my parents lived, which was about a half hour north of where I worked in the hospital. And Clyde said, uh, yeah. I said, do you know anybody selling? land he said yeah me me i've got 60 acres so i went up and looked at this overgrown disaster of a brushy briar patch and i took the wife up a couple times and she's like i don't know this this oh oh so anyway when it ended up buying it and land was cheap uh especially overgrown crappy briar patch land so we ended up buying the 60 acres the day we closed a sign popped up in the next door neighbor's property 90 acres for sale bought that as soon as we closed on that same family another 50 acres across the road 200 yeah so we went to 200 acres so we went from one third of an acre to 200 acres from zero to 200 basically in a year and a half 
And uh, it was overwhelming, absolutely overwhelming, for especially for one guy and his wife, you know. And uh, none of this was cleared. We had to clear all the land off. It was all covered in brush. We cut timber, cleared land, built fences, establishing What did you use to clear the land? Um, hired most of it done. Uh, I learned how to run an excavator, a big excavator, like a four-foot bucket track loader. Uh-huh. Uh, I learned how to run an excavator pretty good. And I uh, hired a guy to come in and start clearing some land and uh we basically would clear you know two to three acres a day something like that last year i cleared 50 acres on my farm uh with just me and me and that guy just going to work and to this day you're at uh 200 acres well so uh the economy kind of got crazy with covid uh i saw an opportunity so i uh bought I strategically bought one more acre of land, which opened up uh, a way for me to split an extra 50, the last 50 acres of land that I bought. And I ended up doubling my money on it and paying off the farm. Oh, wow. So made some strategic moves and got out of debt. So that's what it's all about. America's prison. Get out of it. Get out of debt. Yeah. So That's awesome. Can I hop in here real quick, though, Paul? Josh, uh, for anybody that's listening right now, that is like Stony Ridge Farmer, this guy bought a bunch of land. You know, can you kind of explain to anybody that's listening that might be kind of into the same thing you are or maybe interested in buying land, uh, some tips maybe to buy your first piece of land? Uh, yeah. Or go down that route? Absolutely. We are talking earlier. When's the best time to buy land? Well, the best time to buy land is right now. <laughs> I mean, it's always the best time to buy land. So, uh, you know, just the way I learned about my land that I had for sale was through word of mouth. Uh, that was it. So pay attention. Look around. When you go to buy land, don't just go to a realtor. Don't just go on Zillow or whatever. And then uh, that's not knocking Zillow or it's not knocking any website that, that you can find land. But research and go look and, and go to the USDA farm office. And and there's a bulletin board in there that has land for sale, tractors for sale, you know, help wanted, all kinds of stuff. So uh, go research. Go research the land and, and start saving your money because you're going to need it. Uh, it's going to take anywhere from 25 to 35% down on your land. And, and as we all know, they're not making any more of it. So it just keeps going up in value right now. As long as the tax guy doesn't figure that out, then I'm okay. But yeah. And then does your uh, you build a house on the, the, the land there? So miraculously enough, we put the word out, and I'm a word of mouth guy. So we put the word out in the neighborhood. Hey, these new guys, new people, new people in the neighborhood, they're crazy city people. You know, they all thought we were crazy city people. And I literally grew up 15 minutes away on a horse farm that, you know, we always had 40 or 50 horses and cows and all that stuff. So these city people are looking for a place to stay. So the word got out and a buddy of mine said, Hey, I know somebody's got a mobile home. And I, I said, okay. So we went and looked at it. They were asking five grand, which is pretty cheap for a house. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you think about it, it was a 14 by 80, so 1200 square feet. And, uh, I offered him 3,500 bucks. So I bought my, my house that's on the farm now, currently on the house for 30, uh, on the farm for 3,500 bucks. Uh, went in there, thought, okay, we'll just put new carpet and that'll be good. Nah, I just went OCD, straight OCD. And this is where I should have started my YouTube channel earlier because I gutted the whole place, refinished the walls, refinished the floors, put all new windows, new roof, new skylight, new kitchen, new everything. Built a custom bar, like from old barn tin and barn wood that I'd pulled off the farm. I mean, uh, so I've got effectively 22,000 bucks in my house that I live on, on the farm, uh, on the 150 acres. And 
Yeah, yeah. So my house cost uh, about half as much as my cheapest car. <laughs> you could buy a uh, Spencer sell you a twenty-four pack of water for twenty-four grand. So yeah, you yeah. You can <laughs> two bucks, two thousand left over. No. Yeah. So, so I, I, I want to ask just out of curiosity for myself, what year was this that you got the home, put it on there, bought the land for the most part? Only simply because in today, twenty twenty-one here, you know, we're about to be in twenty twenty-two. Like the new fad is fleeing the city to get to the country it's what everybody wants to do they want to get out of the big cities so uh you know how long ago was this because i'm feeling like maybe you were a little bit ahead of the curve uh 2015 2016 okay yeah is is when uh we jumped on this i bought my house in greensboro north carolina in the city in 2012 and sold it in 2015 so yeah 2015, 2016, that's when it started. YouTube channel started one year after, basically one year after I put the house on the farm, put the mobile home on the farm. And let's let's talk about that. I, when the mobile home was drug up there, we had to get a bulldozer to, to push out enough land to get it up the driveway. And it still almost flipped over on its side on the way up the driveway. And it got stuck in the mud. So my house, before I could even remodel it, sat in the mud, stuck. <laughs> For six months or so, wow! You know, before I could even pull it to the place where it needed to be, so I could start remodeling. How uh, soon after you bought everything did you start thinking? Did I make the right decision here? Did it never, out? never, never. So this was always the right in. decision. Never a better decision made in my life to move to the country. And anybody that's ever moved to the country uh, it, will will tell you the same thing. Never ever is it a bad decision to move out to the country uh, unless there's uh, some sort of undesirable element that's that's close by. But I, I encourage anybody that's going to buy land, go. Go during rush hour. Go during, you know, 3 to 5, 7 o'clock at night. Go in the morning. Go, you know, see what it's going to be like. See what your traffic's going to be like. Uh, um, study. Study the place. If you've got time, study the place. Mm-hmm. And see. Make sure you're making the right decision. GPS Track, it makes managing your driver, vehicles, and equipment assets simple with the latest technology and personalized, friendly customer support for service businesses of all sizes. With GPS Track, it, you get a real-time view of where your fleet vehicles are around the clock helping improve route density and operate more efficiently. GPS Track, it has been delivering peace of mind for over 12,000 customers in lawn and landscaping, and they've been doing it for over 20 years. Are you ready to protect your fleet, save money, and cut down on fuel costs? Call 844-996-2518 to speak with a knowledgeable fleet advisor. No pressure, no hassles, low monthly fees, and no contracts. 844-996-2518 or visit greenindustrypodcast.com slash GPS track it. Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. 
Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. What would you say uh, to Sean here, who's uh, almost coming up on 100,000 YouTube subscribers? What's your pro tip? We can get him to 500,000. Well, it sounds like he's doing everything like he's supposed to. Uh, it's it's uh, it's about content. It's about interesting content. What I do on my channel is a little different than most channels. You know, uh, he's set up on uh, on the in the lawn care business, and uh, and he's set up in. We just had a conversation about that. It was like. People want to know you, and they want to know your story. They're not watching because they want to learn how to mow a yard. They're watching because they, they're interested in you and who you are as a person and your life and your story and how that story continues. So you need to share that story and how it continues. And there's a lot of, uh, a lot of thought process out there you know, involving your, your kids and your children. How old are your kids? Uh, 13 and 9. 13 and 9. So they're old enough to make the decision whether they want to be in the social media uh, spotlight, I guess, is the word for it. But uh, I, I understand your point. You, you really don't want to push them in either way. And you don't want them to be YouTube superstars either because, uh, you know, that can influence how they grow up and the way that they perceive things uh, in their future. You want them to be hardworking, smart kids just like you were absolutely so um, uh, but I think people need to know that there is a story behind every American personality such as yourself that's a hard-working family man that that cares and his children care and they learn and they grow and and uh, I think the the biggest take-home message is do do your business do your lawn care and branch out and share because people want to know that it's inspirational to see a hardworking family uh, that's successful in America. And I appreciate that. that and that's Josh. rare. Yeah, I appreciate that. And to be clear, I honestly don't care about the subscriber number whatsoever. It's phenomenal. We appreciate all of our subscribers, but uh, the number has never intrigued me whatsoever. It's it's just a number. It, w- it will be cool when you get that silver play, though. What would you do with your silver play? Oh, the play button? Yeah, it's, it's sitting in the box. <laughs> it's okay. still sitting in the box. I'm scared to get it out. Like, you, did you get it out at least once and hold oh, it? Or? Oh, yeah. I got. I, I have a few pictures of it. it it's, it's been a while since I got it. it I mean, it, it took me seven months to get to 1,000 followers and two years or so to get to the, uh, to the silver play button, two or three years, maybe three years. Uh, and it was actually in 2018 when I got the silver play button. I was in a on a road trip and connecting with other YouTubers and other social media folks, just like I'm doing here. Uh, we traveled all over the country. I bought a Mercedes Sprinter van and we drove oh, cool. 8,500 miles in uh, 23 days. Well, and, uh, tell us a little bit more about collaboration. I know that's what kind of what we're doing here. Uh, yeah. But w- w- how's that influenced and grew your uh, channel? Yeah. So in most businesses, so you've got a lawn care business and it's right beside uh, Billy Bob's lawn care. That's right beside Billy Joe Bob's lawn care, you know, you guys are all competing with each other. But when it comes to uh, to YouTube uh, or social media, the more you uh, collaborate, the more other YouTubers you meet, the uh, more other social media folks that you meet, uh, the better off you'll be. And it's 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 not a competition; it's a collaboration. It's it's super awesome, and it just continually builds on itself. 
That's beautiful. Say that again. It's not a competition. It's a it's a collaboration. collaboration. It's I always like a collaboration. We all learn from each other. We sat in the uh, in the hotel restaurant just now and and just chatted. And uh, both of us gained knowledge. Uh, we gained knowledge about each other. We gained knowledge about social media. We gained knowledge about. Uh, building a successful business. We, we talked about everything from taxes to uh, uh, equipment to uh, building a, a popular social media business to podcast, what you're doing. Yeah, well, I appreciate Sean. I was wrapping up. I was going to uh, go to bed, and uh, Sean's like, you got to interview Josh. You got to interview Josh. So, yes, sir. Absolutely. I've, I've learned over the years because I'm not the uh, type of person that just approaches anybody. Like, right. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah, you want to do this? You got to introduce one another. You got to kind of, you know, make each other comfortable a little bit. And, you know, Josh even being here, I think is awesome because, you know, this, you know, being that, I don't know if we can really share what we're at at the moment. We won't do that. Top secret. Eventually people will know. (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, there's different guys here from all over the, and women from different niches all over. And some of the guys earlier shared, you know, they wanted to go to Naylor's, uh, uh, the Caverns event two, three years ago. And one of the guys in their community kind of shared with them like, Hey, that's, you know, we're not really welcome there. And hmm. I told him, I literally told him at the table, I'm like, yo, bro, you guys want to go to the event, go to the event, you know, like nobody in the lawn care industry, our, our niche is going to stop them from wanting to come. Who said this? I'm not going to go there. It's not a big deal. It's not a, it's not a problem. And to, from what they said is it's just kind of like a misunderstanding. But that's the thing, you know, and, and on YouTube, sometimes the guys in the fertilization, homeowner, DIY things, sometimes they might look at us as because we're professional lawn care landscapers as we can't connect with one another. And in reality, it's the complete opposite. You know, here, I mean, I can only speak for ourselves here at Spencer Lawn Care. We're open to working with everybody. Uh, relationships are phenomenal. And if you're not building relationships with people, you're doing yourself and, you know, your family and your business a disservice so yeah and i've seen this firsthand behind the scenes because we're from the same hometown and when i come into town sean's like hey let's grab starbucks and uh yeah multiple times we would grab starbucks and talk shop so i gotta save my voice for a podcast marathon tomorrow <laughs> josh what's your youtube channel if people want to watch this uh it's stony ridge farmer stony ridge farmer on facebook uh at stony ridge farmer on youtube stony ridge farmer on twitter and stony ridge farmer on uh i think that's it uh instagram also so anything stony ridge farmer you google it it's there and i, I you know it's about collaboration. It's about collaboration. It's about working together and not having a chip on your shoulder. When you meet that guy that's got a chip on his shoulder, he thinks he's better than you. He thinks that, uh, that he doesn't belong. That's often a misconception, you know. No matter if I've got 500,000 subscribers and you've got 5,000 subscribers, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter on the grand scheme of things. We all have something to learn from each other. So I think we need to sit back, shut up, and learn sometimes. Absolutely. At the end of the day, we all just want to have better lives and provide for our families and, yeah. And have fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, Sean, thanks for pushing me uh, to, to get this episode in. We wouldn't have had this if it wasn't for your uh, nudge. We're only going to be here a couple yeah. of days. Lemon drops. Yeah. Got to get you on the lemon drops. Oh, okay. <laughs> Some, you, is that with the bee honey or what? Uh, oh, honey and lemon, too. Honey and lemon saves the voice, man. So I played music in bands for years and years and years. We played the show after show after show, night after night after night. And honey and lemon drops all day. Medicate yourself. Okay. <laughs> it works. All righty. Well, thanks for your time, Josh. I look forward to hanging out with you tomorrow and getting to know you more as well. Heck yeah. We'll have some fun. All right. Good night, Naylor. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, again, thank you to Sean Spencer for really setting up this interview. Guys, we're here at Minneapolis at the Toro Company. Uh, they're hosting an event, and uh, there's a lot of folks from the media here, and uh, I'm just kind of overwhelmed. It's like, uh, I'd like to interview you, 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 and I'm just looking at the schedule. Uh, we got a lot going on, and uh, any little increment of time I have, any window, I'm trying to get as many podcasts as possible. So Sean pulled me aside. like, you have to interview Josh Sutton. He is a big, big deal with a really cool story. So thanks again, Stony Ridge Farmer, for being on the program. And to a friend of the show who's been around for a lot of episodes, that's Sean Spencer from Canton, Ohio. Appreciate him hanging with us here on today's program, all brought to us by our friends at GPS Track It and Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. Now, I want to let you guys know, I, I've written two books, all right? So our brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, is now available. Now, I was telling, uh, there's people here from magazines, they're like editor-in-chief, and you know they're giving me their business card, and it's all like, these people are like professional writers. I'm like, all right, I'm going to give you my book. I gave him my book. I was like, listen, I was a C student in English. I don't, I'm not like the best at all of that, but I do have some stories to tell. And I do have over 500 podcast episodes where I've interviewed some really smart, intelligent, inspiring people. And I just wanted to share my journey and what I've learned along the way and what I've learned from others. So I wrote a book, but I was like prefacing it like, you know, uh, just take it easy on me. Cause I, I don't know. I'm not great at does the comma go here, the punctuation and all this stuff. And thankfully, Mr. Producer is good at all that. So he actually is my proofreader. But I say all that to say, I wanted to share my journey, my story, and I did. And so the first book is Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, which is really the storyline of how I started mowing grass in a 1997 Honda Accord with a raggedy lawnmower from Walmart and eventually started working in the nicest neighborhoods in Atlanta, and servicing some very high-end clientele and uh, making a bunch of money along the way. The second book is called Best Business Practices for Landscapers. And this is what I've learned wearing these headphones, doing these podcast interviews, interviewing the Andy Molders, the Josh Shuttons, the Brian Fullertons, the Troy Cloggs, I can go on and on and on. And what happens as I do these interviews is I'm paying attention to consistencies, uh, to, to traits, to trends, to habits that are very similar amongst those who are very successful. And as you do a volume of 500 plus episodes, you'll start to really notice what those best practices are. And then all I try to do is emulate that and uh, copy what they do and uh, try to do it in my life. And so I know Naylor's giving me a hard time. I my vision board right now because Brian and Liz in chapter five of my book, I talk about how they really had a vision and a plan and stuck to it and then actually accomplished uh, what their goals were. And uh, Naylor was Zooming me the other day and he, he saw behind me, he's like, your vision board's empty. And I was like, it's temporarily empty. I had a bunch of stuff on it and I actually took it all down. I'm kind of restructuring some new goals and, and I wanted to print out some new like pictures and, and words and things to, to really put on my vision board in my office. Um, so anyway, that's just one little best practice is folks have a vision. They have a plan. They they know where they want to go and then they just reverse engineer how to get there and take the baby steps at a time. So anyway, if you have not already um, listened to our audiobooks or got a copy of these books, um, we'll put those links in today's show notes. Best business practices for landscapers. That's the brand new one. And cut that grass, make that cash. Um, that's the uh, first one we've done, and both of those are available in basically every format um, 
and the hardcover should be coming out soon if it's not already out as well. So, and then of course, ebook, paperback, and audiobook. So, Mr. Producer will put that link in today's show notes and hope that you'll enjoy uh, those books and they'll encourage you on your business journey. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.